0: How are you now <laughs> Woo! how are you on this fine friday evening or maybe saturday morning saturday afternoon sunday morning i don't know when you listen to this it's none of my business is it but what is my business is the fact that your montreal canadians defeat the philadelphia flyers by a score of five to two on a lovely friday night hello and welcome to episode 58 of the Bottom 6 Minutes Podcast. I'm Matt Drake, and um, I'm feeling pretty good about that one, and I'm going to tell you why. Tank Nation, I understand why that result might upset you a little bit. Um, I'm with you, honestly. I, I was looking at the standings before the game, and I'm like, eh, you know, if they lose this one, they push Philly a little bit further into the into the forefront, and you know, keep themselves down a little bit, give 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 Vancouver a little bit more uh, leeway to maybe catch up uh, and get ahead of them. But have you ever been to a game in Philly? That's my question for Tank Nation. Have you ever been to a Montreal Canadiens game as a Montreal Canadiens fan in Philly? I have, and I can tell you from experience, three times I've been there, and it sucks. They are almost inarguably the most inhospitable group of fans that I've ever had to deal with. I went to a game there one time where I was berated with anti-Semitic rhetoric, and I'm not Jewish. So this was just, it was in their blood. They just—they wanted to give it to somebody for that, and they picked me uh, because I had a Habs jersey on, so... Go figure. Uh, Yeah, that group of fans is one that I never want to see win a game. And uh, Tank Nation, if uh, you ever want to understand what it's like, I would implore you, you know, buy yourself a ticket. Go down to Philly. Go see a game when the Habs are playing there next time. And find out for yourselves why you don't want that group of fans to ever have anything nice. I was happy when they lost the Super Bowl, honestly. Uh, I'll say this. At the risk of potentially some Philly fans, uh, or Eagles fans rather, who listen to this podcast and say, Well, you know what? Fuck this guy forever because he doesn't like the Eagles. Fuck the Eagles. Fuck the Flyers. Uh, Fuck the Phillies. Fuck all of your sports teams forever. Um, I don't want to hear anything from you. I don't want you guys to have anything nice, and uh, that's that. Now, now that I've gotten over my little Philly rant that's already lasted almost three minutes worth of time in this podcast, let's get to the game. How did the Montreal Canadiens managed to bully the Broad Street Bullies in their own building. Well, it started relatively early in that game. The Habs came out looking pretty good from the initial puck drop. Um, Not close for the first half of the period. The first half of that first period was all Habs. Uh, Carter Hart, honestly, was the glue that kept the Flyers from falling off of a cliff. Uh, That doesn't even make any sense as an analogy, but I'm going to leave it in here anyways. I'm not going to edit it out. Um, Carter Hart was the reason that they were not down big early in that game. The Habs even got a power play, and the power play has been a bit of an issue for the Habs, but they were peppering Carter Hart, and he was making all the saves that he needed to make. It was really a great early performance from Carter Hart in that period. Um, He's stopping everything, but late in the period, a bad change by the Flyers. You know, you make a bad change in hockey. You're changing on the fly. Things happen real quickly. Everything is, you know, snap of the finger. And guess what? Mike Hoffman sauces one into the middle to a streaking David Savard of all people. Decides to jump into the rush. And he gets a break on Carter Hart. Goes to the forehand. Puts it through. No problem. one nothing for the Montreal Canadiens. Trade me right fucking now. And then... Dying seconds of the first period. Michael Pizzetta goes into the corner, digs a puck out. As he's falling, he throws it out front, and guess who's there? Chris Tierney, fresh off of waivers, puts it in and makes it 2-0 for the Montreal Canadiens. That's your score at the end of 20. Habs looking pretty damn good. Flyers start to fight back a little bit in the early second period. They're getting some chances, but Jake Allen, for his part doing his best job to kind of mimic what Carter Hart was doing in the early first period. And then a little over five minutes in, the Habs get a power play. Now, they had a power play in the first period as well. Um, And again, they got some good shots, good opportunities, but Carter Hart was stopping everything. But this time, it works. Nick Suzuki working down low, right near the bottom of the circle. He puts a gorgeous pass out front. And it looks like Josh Anderson just had his stick on the ice and put that one in the net. But realistically... We get a look at the replay, and it turns out that Ivan Provorov put his stick in the way trying to deflect that pass, and he deflected it right into his own net. So that's Nick Suzuki's goal, and it's 3-0 for the Montreal Canadiens. Habs looking pretty comfortable after 40 minutes. That's your score after two periods. Maybe a little bit too comfortable, though, because early in the third period, the Flyers are, for lack of a better term, flying. And very early in that period, uh, they gain the zone. Owen Tippett grabs the puck, takes an absolutely ridiculous shot from above the t- He's basically at the point. Uh, an insane shot. He beats Allen, far side, top cheese, makes it 3-1. to one. The Flyers are pressing now. You're starting to wonder, are they going to make a comeback? They've got some more energy in their building. You can You can hear those fans that I have a great disdain for begging for their team to score another goal and get back into this game. But around eight minutes into that frame, the Habs get it back anyways. Jonathan Drouin, he stops up low in the offensive zone, finds Justin Barron back at the point, puts it to Barron, Barron puts it on net, and Jesse Ilonen tips that one in, makes it 4-1 to one for the Montreal Canadiens. And not long after that, they make it worse. They're bullying the Broad Street bullies. Josh Anderson with a simple dump in. Rafael Harvey Pinar checks like his life depends on it and he gets that puck and then he turns around he throws it out front and guess who followed up Josh Anderson he's right there to put that puck in and make it five to one for the Habs late in the game about a minute and a half left on the clock Ivan Provorov and Tony D'Angelo they work a bit of a give and go at the point Uh, D'Angelo Passes it back to Provorov, streaking into the zone. He puts it in and makes it five to two. But it's too little, too late, Philly. Much like your Super Bowl, too little, too late for the Eagles. Too little, too late for the Flyers. Go fuck yourselves. You lose five to two. I'm relishing this a little bit just because I don't like Philly fans. Um, you know, I know some of you. I, I have friends in Canada who are Eagles fans uh, and I feel bad for them that they didn't win the Super Bowl. But I still don't feel bad for most of you because I've been to your city. I've seen how you treat visiting fans and I don't like you. So for me, you losing this game is uh, justice for me. I enjoy it. I enjoy watching you lose. Um, I'm going to enjoy it again next time, hopefully. Particularly, I like beating you guys in your own building because I get to hear you boo your own team off the ice, which they did in that game. So for me, that's my... Honestly, I want to give that my player of the game, the fact that they booed their own team off the ice. Um, yeah, go fuck yourselves, Philly. Um, and Enjoy the rest of your season. Actually, I hope you don't enjoy the rest of your season, but I'm just saying enjoy it. Uh, to be nice, to be friendly like a Canadian does. Anyways, on to your player of the game um when it comes to the habs in this particular game you could take your pick for player of the game there, there were quite a few i personally can't so i'm going to give you a couple uh number one and this might seem like a weird one okay because he wasn't all over the score sheet but mike matheson um mike matheson was all over the place in that game he was fantastic he had a back check in the second period where they were in the offensive zone and they had a bit of a broken play. Like they were trying to kind of play around up near... Not, not near the point. Well, pretty close to the point anyways. And play gets broken up. And Matheson realizes that nobody's coming back. It's on him. And he gets on his high horse. Motors back. Forget who it was, but he chases down a Philly forward takes the puck off him, goes behind his net, settles everything down, and then sends it back the other way for the Montreal Canadiens. He had one assist on the night, so you know he wasn't one of the top scorers on the team, but he had a fantastic game. For me, that was one of his best games in a Montreal Canadiens uniform, and he was barely on the score sheet. I mean, that's what good defensemen do. Really good defensemen are ones that you know have an impact on the game that goes beyond scoring. Of course, you want to see scoring from your defensive uh, core, and he provided that a little bit with one assist, but realistically, what you're looking for more than anything is how can you actually impact a game in terms of transition, in terms of defense, in terms of making sure that the other team's opportunities get negated. Mike Matheson was fantastic on this night, so uh, he's the first name that I wanted to bring up. Now, There are some other names that I need to bring up as well, though. Another one is Mike Hoffman. Mike Hoffman missed a golden chance early in the game in the first period. He had a breakaway. From three feet out, he misses the net. And I posted a gif of that on Twitter and made fun of him for it. I said, this is why nobody wants to trade for you, man. And then what does he do? He goes on for the rest of the game and ends up with two apples and looking great throughout. The pass that he put through to David Savard was absolutely fantastic. I mean, the way that he, he was kind of carrying the puck and he was looking down and then he takes a quick look up and he notices Savard out of nowhere because nobody's expecting David Savard to jump into the rush like that all the time. He doesn't do it super often, but when he does, he's usually pretty threatening. Now, Hoffman sees him with a quick look and then he puts a perfect saucer pass into the middle. You know, Mike Hoffman is going to be very difficult for the Habs to trade. But if he keeps making plays like that, um, let's say he makes a couple more plays like that tomorrow. right? The Habs got another game tomorrow. Makes a couple more plays like that tomorrow. Who knows? If anybody's watching the Habs right now and looking for somebody to trade for, maybe they're willing to give something up and get Mike Hoffman. I don't know. The guy shoots the puck 100 miles an hour, I'm sure. I've never actually clocked him myself but I bet he can shoot it over 100 miles an hour when he's at his best. And he's showing a little bit of playmaking chops as well. I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I think it's going to be a, t- a very tough sell to, to move Mike Hoffman. But he had a fantastic game. So I have to mention him in the players of the game for that particular matchup. Now, let's move on. Another player of the game, so to speak. Jesse Alonen, obviously got a great tip on that goal um, he's a player that I don't see the Montreal Canadiens trading at all because I don't think number one that they're going to get um, a very good ransom for him he's still a young player he's barely played in the NHL at this point and I also think that they're very interested in seeing what he can do for this team in the long term and absolutely a fantastic addition to uh, any team's bottom six and I think the Montreal Canadiens are going to be able to use him so great news on the front of Jesse I would like to see them maybe bump him up in the lineup and get him more minutes moving forward honestly I think that this whole experiment of using him in you know on the fourth line a lot is kind of a mistake bump him up see what he can do outside of those guys um, Chris Tierney I guess we got to talk about Chris Tierney the Habs just picked him up off waivers Um, I was a little bit weirded out by that pickup I was like you know This feels like somebody who's just there to fill a jersey, and that's pretty much what it is, right? The Habs were, and even on this particular night, were using Jonathan Drouin at center. He's not a centerman. He can't play that position. Obviously, they kind of need centermen. Chris Tierney pops up on the waiver wire. You pick him up. Uh, you can throw him in a jersey and you can have him play center no problem. And he goes out there and he does what? He scores a goal. So turns out this guy's got more hockey in him than maybe was believed to be there. Um, I don't know. I do not see him sticking around with the Montreal Canadiens. Maybe they try to flip him at the deadline, but you know if they could have flipped him, why would his previous team have not already flipped him? Eh, I think it's going to be tough, but... Um, he had a good first game in the in the Habs uniform, so you got to give him that one. He's always going to have that. Um, who else? Michael Pizzetta thought he played a very good game. Johnny Kovacevic, I thought he played well. Rafael Harvey-Pinard, again, played very well. Super impressed with him. Justin Barron played well. Jake Allen played well in net. Really, there's no complaints on the Montreal roster in that game. They played a very effective game. They had good puck support throughout the course of the game. Um, you know they're forechecking well. They were getting to the slot. A lot of their shot chances were coming from the slot. They weren't relying on point shots like they do very often. Like you see the Habs, you know when they're really struggling, their their number one game is to get into the zone, get it in deep, throw it back to the point, put it on net, and then regroup and go try to get back and defend the rush that's going to be coming against you. Um, in this game, that wasn't the case. They were really they were able to set up in the offensive zone. Um, they were able to kind of look for their opportunities, and they were getting to the slot, which is key, right? You get to that home plate area in front of the net. That's where your high danger chances come from. That's where goaltenders have a tough time handling the shots. And when you have lateral movement, which was key to the Montreal Canadiens in that particular game, uh, it's very difficult for them to make those stops. You know, Carter Hart was extremely good in the early goings of the first period. And then the Habs, you know, when they really bore down and they started getting that forecheck going and they started getting pucks across and then getting pucks into the slot. Carter Hart, all of a sudden, he can't make any saves. I got to tell you, um, that's an enjoyable game for me, number one, because I don't like Philly. I don't like their fans. And uh, I think from a hockey fan perspective in general, you got to look at that game and say, well, the Habs played a sound technical hockey game. As much as you may want them to lose right now. Again, I'm talking to you, Tank Nation. As much as you may want them to lose. When they play a good game like that, you got to kind of hand it to them and say, well, you played a good one. Maybe next time, maybe maybe your next game, you might be able to lose. And we'll see, right? Because we don't have to wait very long. They are right back in action tomorrow against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, that one's going to be at home. So they're coming back to Montreal. So they got some travel and then they got to play against the Senators, who are, eh, I think you could argue, a better team on paper for sure at this point. Um, So it might not go well for them. I guess we'll find out. But at the end of the day, the tank doesn't necessarily stop because they lost or because they beat the Flyers, rather. I'm thinking lost because they lost technically in terms of tanking, but they did win on the score sheet. Um, The Flyers are actually still ahead of the Habs in the standings despite that game so again talking to you tank nation not that big of a deal that they beat the flyers once right this game is not going to make or break the race for the bottom as it was you know the habs they get to learn a little bit about themselves they get to learn a little bit about how they can you know forecheck and get to the slot which was nice to see and They get to beat the Flyers, who have a fan base that kind of deserves to see more losses, in my opinion. (laughs) My opinion is all that matters. Uh, No, but yeah. But anyways, maybe if I write a movie about a hockey career that I personally had that doesn't actually exist in the NHL, where I won several Stanley Cups for the city of Philadelphia, they would build a statue for me because we know that Philadelphia likes to build statues for sports heroes that don't actually exist but only exist in movies. Ha! I'm going to cut it off there. I feel like that's the best joke I could have possibly made to end this <laughs> To end this podcast. Uh, we're running, what, about 18 minutes? So, c'est une soirée énorme pour les employés de soutien. Uh, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Play, we're on Apple. I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT, drop me a follow I'd appreciate it very much. I'm also on Substack, mattdrake.substack.com. Uh, you can follow me on there for any updates. Um, eyes on the prize, we've got a little bit of news. I talked about it on Tony Marinero's podcast last night. Um, we are staying exactly as we are. We've, we are regaining all of the intellectual property from Vox Media. They are giving us the domain, uh, so we're still going to have the same site name. The same website that you go to all the time to see our articles. It's gonna exist exactly the way that it is. Um, We are gonna be providing the same content. You know, we're not sure exactly what we're gonna be doing in terms of format. Are we going to move towards subscriptions? Uh, we do have a GoFundMe up. Um, you can go to Habsiyzintheprize.com and it's going to be one of the top articles. You can go there if you're willing to contribute. Uh, you know, thank you very much to anybody who's already contributed. But we are going to be continuing beyond the month of March, exactly the way that we already do, with the exact same website, but we might look a little bit different. So, you know, if you log in to your internet don't log into your internet what the fuck am i talking about if you open your internet browser in the month of april and you type in hab's you might look at a, a site that looks a little bit different than you're used to but it's going to be the same people doing the same content so i hope everybody continues to support us um, thank you to everybody who continues to support this podcast Uh, I'm gonna keep it going as long as I possibly can, and so far it's been going great, so I can't thank you all enough for taking the time to listen to my bullshit, and of course, à la prochaine.